cheese and crackers by the pool. Dragon fruit by the pool. I know. Water by the pool, just water. Gunshots down the street. Oh, good. What is this place called? <laughs> we are Central. The, at Central? Downtown? We're Central LA. Downtown LA? Mm-hmm. Central LA? Not South Central. We're downtown at the building Central. Yeah. There you go. Hell yeah. How you doing, man? First of all, thank you for doing this. Yeah, no problem. I really want to start the pot off by saying thank you for like help helping me out. I feel like you fucking you let me use your car. You really came in clutch this this trip. So thank you for that, first of all. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I'll be trying to look out when I can. Is it is it cool like seeing people from like from Virginia come out here like y'all see each other and shit out Hell here? Hell yeah, man. Especially when you can light a blunt with them. Yeah. You want to spot this one? Hell yeah. No, you think I said it? You pulled this shit out, smelled it instantly. Come on. So, I thought it was pretty cool for you for us to start out with the pie. So. We're by the water. Yesterday, we were talking about the Avatar, the new Avatar movie, The Way of Water. You kind of put me on something I didn't know. So uh, I don't know if you want to touch on that. Apparently, the movie Avatar was based around these Tainos people Mm -hmm. in Puerto Rico Mm -hmm. and another group. I don't know if you want to touch on that. Yeah, so pretty much, like, we was talking about it. And a lot of people don't know that the Taino people from Puerto Rico and from the Caribbean, they're actually, like, based around those people. So uh, Avatar... Is definitely taken has taken a lot of that uh, influence from even like tying the hair to the tree to like the way that they were singing. Even like if you look back in the culture and like how they have like certain like markings on their face, same type of vibe. So yeah, I, I always thought it was interesting because I was closely connected to Avatar for some reason when I first watched it. I couldn't even watch it all the way through. I had to stop and cry. I'm not even a crier. Okay. The first one. Or- the first one. Yeah. Then the second one, I was like, okay, bet. Because they were going to continue to keep going. But what's crazy to me is, I've always said this, but they'll watch the shows but not help the actual place. Puerto Rico is one of the places that needs the help. And, and they, don't, they don't get it. So they'll rather just make movies about it and make some money. And it was like the, the, the main character, she was like yeah. from there, right? Yeah, yeah so uh, Zoe Saldana's yeah. the Dominican and Puerto Rican and Haitian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were, like, what, born in Puerto Rico? or? Yeah, I was born in Puerto Rico, and then, like, my parents were military, so I moved around a lot. But ended up in Virginia, and that's kind of what made me who I am. So I learned a lot from being in Virginia, for sure. I, how long, like, how long were you in Puerto Rico before you moved over here? What's your, like, yeah, what's your experience with just, like, being a fucking immigrant in this country? Well, Puerto Rico's a part of the U.S. True, so it's true, not true. an immigrant. Technically, okay, okay, you're It's right, not yeah. technically not an immigrant, but... Um, my dad didn't know English before he joined the military, so there's that part. Um, so, um, yeah, just moving around and stuff was interesting. I went from Puerto Rico to Hawaii and from Hawaii to Virginia and um, kind of just experienced the different cultures from there. Like, I never would have thought that I would experience Hawaii at a young age and then be able to, like, see it for what it was and then, like, understand why, like, I wouldn't go back and, like, why they don't want people to go back. Why, and why like. wouldn't you go back? Because they, they just wouldn't, they don't want people to come. Like, the people in Hawaii, they, the actual people that are from there, they don't want people like, to like come. Like tourists coming? Mm-mm. They use, they use tourism Peace to bro. be able to, to, like, make it a thing for people to come to. But other than that, it's not, it's not, like... There was actually a lady on my plane on the way over here. She was going to Hawaii, so I just, like, looked up on the, you know, like, the plane will have a map, you know what I'm saying, on the mm-hmm. shit. And I, like, I, because I, I really never looked it up. I just looked at where Hawaii was, and, bro, it's so small. It's literally, like, in the middle of nowhere in the fucking ocean. It's just, like, you can't even see it, for real. Like It's like the ellipses, the dot, dot, dot. Because it's, like, a couple islands, like... So you go from Puerto Rico to Hawaii. How long were you, how long you live there? I lived in Hawaii for a little bit, like a year. I did like elementary, a little bit elementary there. But what I noticed the big difference between Puerto Rico school and, and Virginia schools 
is that I already knew cursive by the time I was in like first grade. Yeah. People were learning cursive in third grade in Virginia, so I was I like, don't even oh. think they teach it anymore at all. Yeah, and they don't teach it at all anymore. So um, there was that part. But um, also in Puerto Rico, if your teacher wasn't there, you didn't have any school. Like there were no substitutes. School. No substitute <laughs> teachers. Yeah, like you go to school and they'd be like daycare. You have recess all day. There's a shortage on teachers. Like we came in. Yeah. Ain't no subs. Yeah, no subs. It was like, nah, fuck it. We just gonna have them go play play for the whole day. Yeah. Like spin tops and shit. Like country shit. That's not you even spin country tops? shit. Yeah, we used to spin tops. Yeah. Like the wooden tops. Like spin them joints. That was before video games and all that other stuff. <laughs> what about like uh, creative stuff? You go ahead, Spark Dad. Like, um, you know, you're a DJ. You paint. You know what I'm saying? What was like? When did you kind of start doing anything like creative? Um. I actually waited till I got older. Like, I, if you ask anybody when I was growing up, I was supposed to be in the military. So I was, I did ROTC since I was in ninth grade through college. Oh, really? So you was one of the ROTC kids. I was. I was one of them. <laughs> All the ROTC kids at my school were kind of weird. I don't know. I was, okay. <laughs> were you a weird kid? <laughs> I was, I was a little weird, but like, I was a cool, weird kid. Like, I won um, in my high school, I went to high school in, in like Central Virginia because of military stuff. Um, I was out there, and I won most memorable in my high school. Okay. Um, but I was one against the girl who used to pass out in class. So, like, it was... That's it like was, a cheat code. It, it was to be tough most competition. For that. Like, how could you forget that? Right. I thought I was going to lose, but I ended up winning. So I was like, shit, I could do anything. <laughs> but, like, nah, like, she was... And the girl, she was cool people, but she just would do it. And she would do it to, like, get out of class type stuff. Like, people... But, oh, so she was faking it. She was faking it most of the time. Like, it was it, like... Is it narcolepsy where you just pass nah, out and uh, Yeah, when you fall asleep. But, like, yeah. where her... I'm not going to say that she was faking it, you know, because I don't know. But at the same time, like, when she would do it, it would just be conveniently at times where, like, she didn't want to do something. Like, oh, we're about to take a test. Oh, I'm going to pass out. Like, and now I don't have... So, like... It's whatever, but I, like high school over there was, I mean, high school in uh, Virginia was a little different too. So, I mean, I've never been to high school anywhere else, but in comparison. And where in Virginia? Uh, I, well, I don't want to say all that. I want to say exactly where. Because okay. I don't want people to look up where my high school is and see where, like, where my family at and all that. Like, you know, people be kind of weird like that. So, but I will say Central Virginia by Richmond. So, like, where I was at, it was like Confederate flags and stuff. Like it was a completely different vibe than if you was to go into seven five and go to school. Like um, it was more like, oh, you got all this crazy racist stuff, but low key, like they be dapping each other up in the hallways. So it'd be like the rednecks dapping up like the gang members and and then random people like just be clicked up. And I'm like, how y'all? How y'all cool? Like how did that? How does yeah. that work? It's funny because like we're 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 young, but I can still see like I can see how. I feel like I can. I feel like I've witnessed race relations change in my life. Yeah. You know, so even though we haven't really been alive that long, it's like whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I can see even like back in high school, like when we were in high school, like even like the N word, like pretty much everybody was saying the N word. It wasn't really like, you know, what I'm saying it wasn't how it is now or like. Um, but honestly, I didn't really ever really see racism though. Yeah, but that's because you're also on the other end of it. So you're not gonna be able to see it in different like microaggressions. Like for example, yeah. I had my I had a girl that I thought was my friend in third grade. She told me that my cousins are like monkeys. I was like, I didn't even put two and two together because mind you, I was coming from Puerto Rico, so I never heard the term before. I didn't think it was a racist thing. I was just like, huh? Like I was confused as to why she said that. Yeah. Later on, when I got older, I said, oh hell no, this bitch just caught. Like, I was instantly pissed, but it was like, you know, I, at the time, I'm so young, I didn't know. When the first time I went on the bus, they sounded like a black clown. 
Yeah. I was confused as to what that meant. So like it was like it was different vibes, but at the same time, like it was just it was like this weird like pocket of racism. Like mm. they were like they were kind of like trying to be cool with you at the same time, like because they knew they were gonna deal with you, so they're kind of cool, or whatever. But like where I went to high school, it was kind of like that that type of vibe. Like you had a military base, you had no choice but to deal with people. So it's like, well, you gonna have to deal with all types of whatever comes through here because it's a military base there. Man. But it doesn't change them from being racist. That's why a lot of the what's crazy to me is a lot of the uh, super like racist shit that happens in the media ends up happening in Virginia. We end up in the news. What was the last thing? Uh, well, the one that I can remember off top was when well, that... our governor was wildin'. Well, I'm just talking about... What's his name? It, uh, he had the blackface and, like, in college... They put yeah, it, it like... It was, right, a, lot, it was all, a lot of weird shit. All of that, like... And it's, Virginia always in the news for some shit. Because when they in the news last week? They were in the news last week for some. Can't remember. I can't remember. I forget. We forget what too. I was like, damn, Virginia in the news again. Like, we're in the news right now for the Drake song, Virginia Beach. Yeah, exactly. Now we in the news for Virginia Beach. Did Drake just unite f- fucking Virginia? I want to hear... I want to hear... this track? <laughs> I want to. I want to hear some. I thought he was gonna come on there talking crazy about P. I was like, everybody in the city was getting their verses ready, um, but I think he might have just united us on some. On some, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, I I low key want to hear some some Virginia artists on that beat and see what happened. Mm. Like mm. it says Virginia Beach. I feel like he's calling everybody out, cause uh, to, in my opinion, that song was not that great. So because the song was not that great, I feel like if a Virginia artist got on that joint and actually yeah. killed it. Then it I'm would really be it. like the album did sound tight mid on the first listen. I haven't listened all the way through, but we gonna we gonna we gonna dive back in. Uh, touch on yeah, touch on that Virginia. So you, okay, you're somebody that's so you say you started creating in college. In Virginia. Well, sort of in college. Like I didn't really understand. I was creating like I was low key DJing in college with the YouTube, like two YouTubes and like one two taken YouTubes. down, like one slowly coming up, like that type of shit. Like, uh, but I didn't I didn't really realize that's what I was doing. So. When it came down time to like actually do something creative, I was uh, working at Amazon for um, like a year at that time. Amazon used to pay me to go open up other Amazons. Like yeah, they used to. Like wait, what do you like? What you do? Like I would open up other Amazons, so I would train people on how to do their job, and then I would get them to do their job, and I would open up the new Amazons. I knew how to like deal with their systems, and then like go in there. I was doing it within the month. I was working there for only 30 days when they were starting to meet on this. It was like a travel gig. You're going around. Low key, I was, I just ended up in that position. Like it wasn't something that you had to be working there for. I think like 120 days to get something like that. But I was doing it in 30. Yeah. They had gave me a rental. They gave me a flight to to go to Jersey and go to New York and all these other places. Yeah. Like that's literally how Amazon was treating it at first. So I was there for a year and I was like, shit, I would do that every couple months. Cool. But then I heard for Yeezy, they were having an audition in New York. So I was like, fuck it, Yeezy season three. I'm about to go try to see what's up. To model it. Yeah, to model. And so when I went to do that, um, literally, I was waiting to hear back. But they were like, oh, you have to come back to work. But, like, why was I going to go back to work? To, like, I just kind of was confused as why well. I would go back to Amazon. I fucking hated the job. Like, I really didn't want to go. And then finally I was like, all right. Well, I don't want to go anywhere, so I told my cousin. My cousin's like, hey, you know what? You should stay here because you're meant to be here. When I did that, he found me a job that day as a waitress. Stay, stay where? In New York. In New York, okay. Yeah, so you need to stay here in New York. And so I ended up uh, staying, became a waitress, and there was a DJ that was DJing there one night. John Luke, shout out to him. He has a baby on the way, so congrats. Um, but... You know, he was there DJing, and literally, I was like, "How, you know, how? Where do you get your equipment? Like, how can I like practice and stuff like that?" He said, "Come over for a scratch session." Did that, and after that, I've been DJing ever since. Like, was doing a few things out in um, 
in New York, then became homeless, went to Virginia, went back to Virginia. Um, and that's when I started DJing for Scoozy for uh, Finesse Fridays. We used to have that. Finesse Fridays yeah. all the time. Also, um, what, what, before you get my body to cut you off, what's a scratch ahead. session? So a scratch session is pretty much when DJs get together and they'll just like play music and just like kind of see what, what they want to do, like play some music back and forth and like, you know, just to have a session amongst DJs. So um, it was kind of like that, but... So, okay, so you end up homeless in New York, so you end up going back to Virginia. Yep. And this is where you start DJing for Finesse Fridays. Yeah. With Scoozy, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I started doing that and, like, you know, start making a little bread. I remember our first, one of our contracts said a uh, box of pizza and a blunt or some shit like that. For the that. payment? For the payment. Like, it was, like, <laughs> large pizza, like, two blunts or something like that. And I was like, we got to frame this shit for when it's time when we up. Like, yeah. we got we got it framed. I don't know where it's at at this point, but I know, you know, intentions were good. Like, we know. But, yeah. It's like, well, we didn't even eat that pizza. We put the pizza up on the wall. Right, right, right. moldy right. on the wall. Stuck to the wall. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> not moldy stuck to the wall. But, yeah, so that's how I got to Virginia and really started, like, Virginia helped me get on as a DJ, for sure, for sure, because, like, I wasn't really monetizing my DJ, and people never really heard me DJ. And, like, when I was DJing Finesse Fridays, people started pulling up, and people started hearing me. Then they started recommending me for shit. Hey, such and such looking for DJs. Such and such. Like, oh, we got to go here, da, 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 because I was always playing the vibes, and I would incorporate some of the people from back home within the, like, vibes. So, yeah. obviously, like, they was like, oh, I got to hear the homie song playing with this and that. And yeah. I just gotten better over the years, so, like, how do yeah. you uh, how do you know Scoozy? How'd you guys meet? I've also known Scoozy since like I want to say like 2018, 19. I went to like I, I really just I started going to like a time. bunch of his shows. I've literally seen Scoozy live probably more than anybody, like at least probably like 15 times. Yeah, I've seen, I've known Scoozy for a very very long time. Like, but when we were in college, when I was in college, college, and when he was yeah. in college, because um, we were we were friends with Micah, so that was kind of like how that ended up. Like I met him through Micah, um, and then that was. Yeah, that was kind of like how that happened. And then me and him got really close when I was in New York. He had dropped a song, um, and I like really fucked with it. And I was, I called him up and I was like, "Yo, like you're fucking crazy." And then from there we've been linked up. Like yeah. I done produced on some of the tracks that he got out. Like you know I didn't have credits with him and like some other shit. So yeah, we've always we've just been working. And like yeah. I always show love. Um, I'll be pulling up. I pulled up to his show in Charlotte. He'd be out in Charlotte. He'd be all over. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so you're. You're back in Virginia. You're practicing your craft. You're doing the Finesse Fridays. People are seeing you. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where you left off at. Yeah, so you want me to continue going? Yeah, continue. Okay, yes, okay. Yes, please, so, he said, no, keep going, keep going. <laughs> okay, so I'm in Virginia, and somebody posts something about, like, Pat is dope looking for, like, a DJ, a female DJ, and or a DJ, period. And so they're like, yeah, put in for this. So I put in. And he was like, hey, like, you know, we're doing this thing for Yes Jewels, like, in D.C., like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, cool. At this time, I was working at the Red Lobster right there by PTC. <laughs> so we're going to that Red Lobster. And um, I was also a secretary at the time. And so I pretty much quit my, at that moment, I pretty much quit my uh, waitressing job. Because the secretary job, I was chilling. I could, like, Google the stuff, and it was just chilling behind the desk. But quit my waitressing job and went to go uh, fucking DJ for Yes Jewels pool party. Um, that's actually how I got Shimon, uh, you know, insights. I got him to, to shoot for Just Jewels because he came to shoot me and then he shot the whole event, pretty much all the event, whatever he wanted to shoot. Like, I've been tapped, her, uh, tapped in with her for a little while too, like, just yes, seeing Jules. her doing shit. Yeah, I feel yeah. like she, she, she went away for a little bit when she got pregnant, but she's like getting back on the scene now. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I ran like, into yeah. her at um, Rolling Loud, you know, she was, she's a nice girl. 
yeah. We worked we worked uh, together on that Puma stuff, and then like you know obviously space, and then I came out here. She's actually worked with um, one of the homies, Mike Snell. He does a lot of uh, work with good music. He actually uh, engineered Daytona. Let me put my foot back. The reason why I'm not showing my feet is because people be weird. So I'm trying. Oh, fuck it. We, well, <laughs> I'll be honest. The lighting also might be kind of like dark. So I probably came and see your feet. Be like, okay. Well, I mean, still. They go uh, like, yo, drop. we're going to drop the, the close-up version of her the feet close on up the OnlyFans. Right, right, right. No, <laughs> you no, no. You got to no. pay for that one. Right. No, wait, what? <laughs> no, I'm just fine. All right. See, okay. I said right way too fast. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so I did that one. And then... Um, Actually, that was kind of where I was playing a few artists from back home. I think uh, that's when Yes Jewels peeped uh, Young Crazy's lessons. Okay. I played that at the at the event, but I'm not really sure if that was when she found out. But like he made it under her her like. But uh, you definitely list played it there. Sure did. Okay. Definitely. Okay. You know what I'm saying I was looking out. Shout out to Michael Seven. Shout out to Young Crazy. Um, and yeah, like uh, from there, Brent's people had reached out to me because they had an artist that was uh, traveling across the country and somebody recommended me. So from there, um, I kind of just ended up driving across the country. When I went through a breakup, drove across the country and while I was driving, um, because I couldn't do the international tour, I didn't have a passport and they ended up picking this other DJ. When I was driving across, uh, Ty, who is Brent's manager, reached out to me and was like, yo, we love what you're doing. Like, like, come out here and if you make it here in time, you could DJ the after party. I'm like, shit, lit, bad. I'm about to do that shit. So I'm driving. What after party? The after party for Brent's uh, tour. It was like this stop in LA. Brent Fires. Brent Fires, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, my bad. I, I be talking and not being you're good, you're good, clear yeah. on who I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, so did that, drove across the country, ended up doing uh, that party. And that pretty much like set the tone for when I got here. So when I got to LA, and I did that party. Like I met a whole bunch of people there. Um, one of the girls I met was this violinist, and she, me, and her ended up doing the Mike Tyson. Uh, we launched, that came out, and then we did Dame Dash's like book release, and we were just going through and just knocking them down. Like, and I, and then from there I was able to go overseas to DJ for Egypt. And, I mean, in Egypt and Croatia. And not to cut you off. Um, right. So it's funny because you were telling me your idea about the. The, I don't know if you want to talk about the Lexus thing. Yeah. Because yeah, it sounds yeah. like that was your real life. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't even yeah, tell me yeah. that yet. So now like, you're telling me the idea in the car earlier. Should we say it? Or you yeah, no, it? it's fine. Yeah, you, so you, you can say it. I'll yeah. talk about it. So um, fast forward to like last year, right? Because I've DJed internationally and all this other stuff. But fast forward to last year, I DJ for Rolling Loud. Um, I actually got to play one of Bobby Blaze's songs out there. Shout out Bobby. I actually played a couple of his songs out there and got like some footage of me playing it for the, the crowd. Um, definitely good vibes and good content for him specifically because, you know, I'll be trying to look out whenever I can. Um, and so he was doing, like, we played that or whatever, and I did an event with Toyota during that time. So Toyota is owned by Lexus, so I was pretty much talking to Samir about how I wanted to... Your uh, idea is crazy because it sounded like it was your real life. You went on the damn right, cross-country trip. Cross-country trip. Uh, the idea is for me to get sponsored by Lexus. Um, because the parent company is Toyota and get sponsored with a car to shoot a commercial about going across the country as a creative and pretty much using the car in like a creative lifestyle versus the family lifestyle that they're mm. usually trying to pitch. Because a lot of the creatives need space too. Like I know Aliana, mm. she gonna have, she has all this stuff she gotta transport everywhere. If she had like, yeah. you know, a Lexus type of car that had the space and it was it was showcased the proper way. Mm. 
Like, bro, it should be fucking, like, I, lit. Yeah, I think that would be perfect. Like, cause, okay, like, because that was your life. That was your actual experience. So you yeah. can actually resonate with that. I really you, do. you did the, you work with Toyota, so that might be a plus. Um, and also another thing I thought it was interesting that you said is a lot of people aren't having kids these days. And a lot of us yeah, creatives yeah. are single. So maybe that is a, a great branding for a company to start pushing towards a creative lifestyle, not just family shit. And um, that even goes into, that's really just a big problem in the world right now. I think Elon Musk talks about it a lot, like that we actually, like there aren't enough kids being born. Yeah. So like, yeah. like we all do need to have kids. I want to have kids. But but, like, even, but even then, like if, if like for the way that I'm approaching the problem is like, all right, you have a lot of these people that aren't having children. You're, you have a lot of these people not having children and you have this spacious car. So if you cater it to the creative and if two creatives link up, then guess what? Now you got two SUVs in the household. You got you, two SUVs. You got, kid, you got one for the kids and one for you to be able to do with your art stuff and move around what you need to do. Like, it don't even matter. You can you can, you can can fuck around and make a, a singles, like, oh, I got a Lexus, whatever the fuck, and we're single, so we're about to go ahead and try to go to these Lexus meetups. Yeah. Discuss that, car tips. Yeah. That, that also reminds me of, like, because um, I feel like especially in hip-hop culture, I feel like a lot of it has always been, like, like pushing to the kids and to the youth, right? But I think they say the like largest population, like generation, is our generation, like 25 to 30. Yeah. That's the most amount of people. So like even from a business standpoint, um, I think it's like it's smarter to market to those people. Like we don't mm -hmm. have to push the kids anymore. I don't think. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think we can all like everybody, especially with internet. You can everybody can make content and shit for people their age that do what they do. Like at we this don't, point, you know people's cars are their sanctuaries. Yeah. Like, yeah. People, and that's the craziest thing. Cause a lot of people get killed in their car. So be careful in your fucking car, especially if you're out mm. in the seven. I, th but, I think my um, yeah, my, I think my dream car is a Tesla. But um, okay, so, so okay, so you have this Lexus idea. So you okay, so you you go across, you you drive across country. What kind of car did you drive across country with to Los Angeles that, that first time? Um, I drove I drove across with a Honda. So it wasn't Honda CRV. It wasn't, okay. It was an SUV. I was I was lit in that jump. How was that when you first got here? So you say you got here, you kind of started hitting the grind, you started doing a bunch of shit. Yeah, so like, shit, regular shit happens, you know, industry shit or like, whatever. Like, you go through arguments with people, you end up not like what was doing business with certain people. Um, like, regular LA stuff. Like, you start to realize, and what I realized being out here, and I try to tell people is like, a lot of people out here are just pretending to be who they think they are. So if you know who you are, wherever you're at, then you can just use that and establish yourself where the people are are not really who they are, if that makes sense. Yeah. So if you already know who you are and you're doing everything that you're supposed to and you come to a place like this, then you're more likely to like be able to, to finesse because you know exactly what you're yeah. doing and you know who you are. A lot of people, a lot of these people are pretending. Like, My bad, cause y'all. I feel like that shot's gonna be so cool with that dog walking by. <laughs> but oh what yeah, was, right what there. Was, yeah. What was some? Uh, no. So okay. So what was some more challenges of just moving to like a new city and? To do um. This? So not knowing anybody is interesting. Like I didn't have. I had like a family member out here at some point, and then they all left. So um, was out here by myself for a while. But um, meeting new people and like really getting to know the people that are around you, like that's another thing. Cause some people you you think that you know them and then you don't. And it's fast, it happens faster out here because opportunity is so, so like a, a parent. So if somebody has the opportunity and they, they literally can like switch that quick. Like if the opportunity is there, they're just taking it. Like, mm. 
So you got to be careful with who's around you out here. You know, everybody, I mean, we're all looking for opportunity, obviously. But me, I really am big on building relationships. Because if, if you think about it, let, do you would you want to be the richest person in the world but have no friends? Have no real friends? Just imagine that. You have Just imagine, my mom always told me that health is the most important thing, right, and family. So she's like, I don't care, you could have the whole world could be yours. But if you're sick and you're, like, alone, nobody fucks with you, it really no doesn't fuck. mean anything. So it's like, what do you really want out of with life? No you know kids. what I'm saying? Like, Imagine, with, with no, no kids. kids like, who gonna take care of you if you got no kids and no friends? They say all money's not good money. Like, all, you know what I'm saying? That's something I, 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 I say to people, too. I know in this world too. today, it's hard to kind of focus on that. Sometimes so much going on, and we're all trying to make it, and it's, it's, not, hard, it's not easy out here. But I'm still, I'm, I'm still big on it. I'm big on family and, and friendship, mm-hmm. like, for real. Oh, yeah, you got to be very aware. You, you end up, uh, you know, God makes it clear. God makes it clear. I feel that. Look at this. Um, how God do you sneeze. look at... How, okay, I want some DJ talk. I want some DJ <laughs> shit. Bless you. Thank you. Um, how do you look at, like, just DJs right now? And, you know, you know they, they say DJs are always supposed to, they, they used to break music. How do you look at just DJ culture right now? It's, you know. I think that DJs kind of abandoned the culture of what it was. You know what I'm saying? This is fucking fly. Um, I feel like DJs overall, like, they really, like, stopped looking for the next artist or um, they're more trying to be seen or trying to press a button. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like a lot of these people that are out here, especially, like, and I love I love me a female DJ, but I love me a female DJ and knows what she's doing. I love me a male DJ and knows what he's doing. A lot of these people are just aesthetic. A lot of people are just aesthetic. And it's like, bro. What goes into being a great DJ? It's sound transitions, big one, because some, some people's transitions just be so terrible. Even with like song selection, like, like, you know the vibe is a certain way and you want to keep a frequency going and you want to control like the energy you will have to figure out what songs to play, and a lot of these people don't even take the time to look up or see the see the people and what they're doing and pick a song that fits whatever the fuck you're trying to get them to do. Like a lot of people just sit there and be like, "Oh yeah, this is the song I have next, so I'm gonna play it." Oh yeah, this is the song I have next, so I'm gonna play this next too. Oh yeah, let me go over here and walk off, and it's gonna transition by itself because it's pre pre recorded. You know what I'm saying? Pre recorded transitions. That's some that's some real poser shit. Noob yeah. that's some noob shit. That's some that's some like for me, I feel like this. Like there's certain ones that are like remixes, right? Like let's say you do like a remix and you recorded it and it's your remix. Like as a DJ, you put out a remix and it's yours and whatever. That's different. But if you're out here and using somebody else's remix to whatever it is, then it's just like, okay, like, is that person getting the credit or are you just using that person's aesthetic to make your name? Like I try to, even when I play, like, I'm and not even to go into, like, Keitronada and stuff, because some people just play Keitronada tracks, and that's their whole identity. It's just Keitronada tracks, which is okay for if that's what they want to do. But, like, overall, I feel like if you're trying to, like, really tap into being a DJ and, like, being a producer and creating that vibe and curating that vibe, like, the greatest DJs know how to do all that. So DJs actually have their own sound to, yeah. like, artists. Like, Keitronada's like, a DJ, too. Mm. Like, Keitronada is a DJ and a producer. Like, he goes and DJs his set with his music. But that's what I mean by, like, if somebody's DJing Keitronada's set, like, all you're doing is copying what Keitronada would do with his own music. Is there, like, in, okay, so you know how in, like, music, there could be, like, the top freestyles of all time. In sports, there's, like, the top highlights, top plays. Is there, like, top DJ sets of all time? Is there, like, historical fucking... 
I feel like is they are. The I feel yeah. like I just I don't really pay attention to that too much. Mm. Like obviously, like uh, one of the well-known routines is Jazzy Jeff's. Uh, uh, my is it my Adidas? Yeah. As hell, that one. Like he has a, like a legendary like run that he does, and like that was that's one of the main ones that I could think of off top. But obviously some boiler rooms that stick out. Like there are these other DJ sets, like maybe selection DJ sets that are just like oh, like Black Coffee. You know I like Black Coffee. Oh, yeah. but, I don't yeah. even know them, but I like their name. I yeah, Black Coffee. It. If you don't know Black Coffee, check them out. It's more like um, Afro, Afro House. Um, also, it. on do you want to touch on, like, I know you use your, like you said, you've been using your iPad to spin yeah, lately. Yeah, yeah. You want to touch on just different, like, I know uh, Baby Oil and Wise were explaining to me, like, kind of CDJs and stuff. Do you want to touch on just why you so, use the iPod? Or, uh, okay, iPad so I, there's, a, there's, like, an interview, like, a long, long time ago that I did where I was, like, shunning everybody who did digital because I was doing techniques, like, this, the vinyl. I'm like, no, if you're doing so the So you started out with vinyl? Yeah. Okay. If you're doing the digital, then it's not real DJ and blah, blah, blah. Now I'm doing it on my iPad. <laughs> when you have what to carry, when you have to carry that shit by yourself, that's oh, the okay. shift you. Okay. Uh, I remember having to like carry the coffin up and down the stairs. Not just me, but like I had some people that helped me. But either way, it was just a lot going on. Like having to set it up, having to have the digital, the needles sharp, having to have everything together. Like I ended up having to to like kind of consolidate. Got my little CDJ, and then even now I use my iPad. So my iPad. Um, I use a program called DJ Pro AI. So that one right there is kind of like a little small program. You pay like $50 a month or something like that. Um, or $50 for the year. I forget which one. And um, Tidal. And then you're able to DJ off of Tidal and pick whatever song you want to. Um, I always loved the idea of like Tidal paying more uh, for their artists and stuff. So that's kind of why I use Tidal. But you can use Spotify too. I heard Tidal pays the most. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's the marketing or whether. But like, why? I feel like why don't more people use it? I don't know. I think maybe they, they're because they came late in the game. I think it's just because the other ones are like all in your face. Tidal is more like okay, you can have us mm. if you if you want us. Know that we're elite though. Like Tidal is just like chilling. Like like you know the VSOP is on the shelf but if you want to get like great the, goose the what you is can. the like, VS what the VSOP What's like that? the like the, uh, the alcohol oh, okay, I think okay. that's an alcohol okay is that an alcohol is that an alcohol I thought you were talking about something like a music term oh you fucking know no, no, no. <laughs> I think that's actually champagne to like but I don't drink oh, are so. you talking about uh no it is something like that it's something like that yeah. I don't drink so that's that's like the first thing that popped in my head so I'm guessing you it don't even matter that. because I'm not nobody paying me for shit. Um, oh okay. yeah, it's a cognac. It's it's, a, cognac. it's like Let a Hennessy. It like. It's like a Hennessy, but like. Is it VS? What you say? VSOP. VSOP. Oh, it's Hennessy. Hennessy. I know the alcohol. Okay. I know some. For me, you it can't just leave out me. the Hennessy. You just said that you left the Hennessy. I just said VSOP. I just I don't I just know what it looked like. Kinda yeah. not really. Actually, I thought it was a champagne bottle, so I don't know what it looked like. Okay, we talk here. We, I know, I know we're bouncing around a little bit. We're talking about DJing. We can, you know what I'm saying, get back to that, of course. Um, you also are a painter. I don't know if you want to touch on starting yeah. to paint and maybe even uh, the different, because um, I know the style you have now, like the face with the teeth and all that, that's like kind of your thing yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, I don't know if, you have, if you've had different things over the years that you do. Like No, like I, I actually started painting during the pandemic. So 
the pandemic brought that out of me. I was like doing a little bit back in 2017, but like not too much where I was just like, you know, oh, I should do this. Um, like I, like for yourself? like Yeah, like I was just kind of like writing it down on like uh, notebooks or like cardboard or whatever the fuck I could find. I was just drawing. And so pretty much like I was on some, well, I have these canvases, let me go ahead and paint something. And I painted these pieces. And this guy who owned the studio in Maryland wanted to buy them for like a couple grand. These were your fir first pieces? Like pieces that I painted. And, and from there, yeah, that's kind of how it worked. My mentor down here, he actually got one of my uh, first pieces that I made too. Like he was, he was one that got the very, very first, because he it was a really big piece too. Like so that so you wait so you didn't look like at that 70, as a son. My bad. No, no. I like the first one I did was for my mentor, so okay. I misspoke. Um, after that, I did the one for like my the the studio, and when he bought all three for the couple thousand, that's when I took the sign. I said, oh yeah. Eli, I'm out here. Oh, I might be a painter yeah, I'm now. To, I'm, I'm a painter to now. Keep doing this because they made me some money. Like. That was literally how it worked. So I'm like, okay, bet. When did the the well? Do you have a name for this the face? Do you have a name for this? So is it a I, mural? What am I saying? What's the name of it? Like a piece, so, I guess. Is it for the yeah? Piece it's like or? it's a piece. Like okay. it would just be an art piece. Uh, so the pieces that he's talking about, maybe you could put like a picture or something so okay. you can see it. But like it has two parts. It has a canvas on the top and canvas on the bottom, and there's a space in between. But the, there's a mouth that creates like an illusion of a mouth, I guess, in the middle. Um, and so I pretty much have, all my pieces have no lips because I feel like regardless of what you try to say, you're always going to be misunderstood. So even when you, even when you have the tools, it's not going to matter. So like, mm, wait, touch on that, touch on that. Wait, what? Like as a, people, are, you have to be okay with being misunderstood. Like a lot of people are going to misunderstand you regardless if you have the tools to express to them exactly what you're trying to tell them. They're not going to be like, if you're not, if they're not going to be that person to understand, they're not going to be that person to understand, regardless of how many times or different ways you try to make them understand. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to my pieces, they're missing lips because they're pretty much up to your interpretation as to like what kind of expression they have. Like they can look worried, they can look happy, they can look anxious, they can look whatever, depending on how you're feeling and how you're looking at it. So it really doesn't matter how that person, how that that uh, character is trying to be perceived because it's it's a possibility of being misunderstood anyway. That's kind of powerful for her. Yeah. I guess you're like, you're like, yeah, you would think like when you smile, you really see somebody's teeth, but that's not really what's even letting you know it's a smile. It's really the, your face like around your teeth. Yeah, like, exactly. Type shit. Like, so like we're all skeletons anyway. Mm. So Honestly, I was talking about this on the pod before too. Like yeah. I literally had a revelation about skulls. Like, cause I used to really just look at skull, you know, like skull art and just different skull shit. Me too. And yeah. I'd be like, that's kind of weird. It's like when that. I was a kid, I used to but do that. Now, now I'm thinking like, well, what do I do with the lighter? Oh, do I have it? I think I have it. I oh, know it's right here. So, I'm. I used to be kind of just like weirded out by or whatever, like the death of a skull. But then I'm just thinking like, well, I guess I'm a skull underneath here. Like I am a skull. So it's like that's like that's what I look like. So maybe I shouldn't be weirded out by it. I was a kid that used to go to the Scholastic little book fair yeah. and get the little videos. I mean, the, the little books about like mummies and skeletons and shit, Egypt mm. and whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we touched on the pain and stuff. I know you told me that you like. They say did you like uh, donate or you did something with the like with your paintings with Mike Tyson's charity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, um, pretty much, Mike Tyson has a charity called We Two Matter, and with that charity, they had. Um, auctioned off a few of my paintings um, the first year and this, well, the year before last and last year, and this year. 
So I guess every time that I've been a part of it, they've auctioned off my paintings. Um, and yeah, the last one I, de I, I DJed and I painted. And the piece that I painted was uh, Mike Tyson in three different ways. Um, and then the first one, I just had two of my other pieces just auctioned off. Yeah. How did your relationship with like Mike Tyson, his team starts? You told me like you do a few things like with them, like you're on like a board of. Yeah, I was on the board of advisors for Culture Cards, which is a um, NFT project that was like pretty much centered around like. Uh, putting on for the culture and having different people icons that were a part of you know what we do and what we live with every day like music icons anything really even political ones um eventually and stuff but um go, so bro. yeah it was it was pretty much like you know uh that type of vibes that was going on but um mike tyson's team and i we worked together with the uh tyson ranch stuff okay the weed stuff um after doing that event, they really loved my DJing, and then they pretty much picked me up for everything that they got going on. So I just DJ the events for Mike Tyson and whatever they want. And then I do the same thing with Dame. Um, but me and Dame do more business, because um, like we were like we were in the middle of like a whole deal, and that's why on my Instagram you see that clip of Dame talking about like, oh she brought me a baby, she almost changed my fucking life. Wait, what did he say? He he was saying that I almost changed his life. On my Instagram. Okay, I didn't see that. But you didn't see it. I got it. Okay. Well, he was that. saying that because we were working. On, we were working on a deal that was like, it was a great deal. But that was a great deal. <laughs> what was the deal? <laughs> I can only say but so weed. much, like, yeah. because it's a, it was an NDA and all this other shit. So. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, we gotta get into it. So, but like overall, like it was just one. It would have been like one of those life-changing deals, which is why he said he she almost changed my fucking life, uh, which made me realize, oh, I. Even though I'm like a small town, small town girl from Virginia, you know what I'm saying? I'm able to touch something with some M's behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never would have thought that I would have been a part of a deal with that type of money. How, you does, know? That, yeah, how does that even feel like, yeah, like, you talking about... It's just like, interesting. You, you go, even like going to New York, talking about being homeless in New York, driving back to, going back to Virginia, driving across country, like, and now you're doing like all this cool shit, like, I don't know, like... I feel like we can get caught up in always doing more because there is always more to be done. Yeah. But how does it feel just to be, like, where you are right now? No, I mean, I, I enjoy every day of, of my life. Like, I'm one of those people that just really enjoys every day. Like, even where we're at in this beautiful place, like, later on, we're probably going to eat some, you know, lamb chops, have the chef come. You know, that's just that's just. <laughs> I'm how, not going to do that. I don't know what like, you're doing. I'm talking about me. We're like, going I'm, in and out. I'm, no, I'm like, no, you can definitely <laughs> say you know that. Yeah. But like, like you know, what I'm saying the homies got chef come in, like got some food, like and it's like community like type stuff, so it just gives me like that, yeah, like you ever, you doing what you need to do because you wouldn't be in a position where like you can you can set up right here and like do whatever the fuck, smoke behind by the pool and not give a damn, you know, like you're in L. A. right now, like I I think of it like an everyday thing, like I'm in L. A. right now, people would kill to be here. And I'm working here doing what I like, like what I love to do. So I'm just like, yo, this is like lit. Like, I can only be grateful. That's all God, though. Uh, is it like, is it easily, is it easy to get distracted out here, like with fun shit, or or, yeah. or you feel more motivated to like keep doing stuff? Uh, no, it's it's easy to get distracted out here. You just got to be very very careful, cause like they'll they'll latch onto you. Like you'll find ways to get distracted. Like it's so many different. There's so many different things that happen that are disguised as blessings that you got to be aware of. Some things are like timing things, like, you know, I think God doesn't make no mistakes. So 
So let's say in one day I get invited to go, they have a, a chef coming in, we're gonna have lobster and shit, right? Then I also well, get- Kyla say, bring in a lobster. Right, then we go Then we go in and, and they. I also get invited to like a comedy show where Jay Farrell is performing, right? I'm like, oh shit, Virginia, let's oh, go. Also, he's, I didn't yeah. even know he was Virginia. Uh, you know who told me he was from Virginia? Uh, Batman. Oh, really? Batman from Dark, Dark yeah, 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 yeah. No, like, it's, it's like, okay, Jeff Farrell's gonna be right here, bet, blah, 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 you know, like, get invited to that the same night. Then you go, and then there's, like, a fucking, they're taping the boiler room at some club down the block, and, and you know, such and such invited you, and it's, they're giving you backstage. Like, yeah. that, so it's just, like, there's so many different things that are just thrown at you that you really have to choose and decide which one's gonna be the best for what you want to do what you got going on if you want to just chill and like you're not trying to do all that and you're trying to like go go with the vibes or whatever you make your decision based off of that but you know i feel like god don't make mistakes presenting you that stuff because there's opportunity behind every of that like every sure. one of those things also side note i should probably know this um but i've heard about the boiler room a lot like what what is that where is that what the fuck is that <laughs> No, just the way you said it, you said it. I was supposed to know. I don't know. What the fuck is that? I haven't really heard about it. I haven't looked it up yet. <laughs> like, it's just, they have DJ sets, and it's, like, really dope. Like, where, like, where is it, though? So it's, it's a big Yeah, it's all a, over. It's a venue? Like, all over the world. Okay. Like, it'd be in London, they're in France, they're so in South Africa. So it's a brand Africa. that's traveling, mm -hmm. the traveling event. Yeah, it's like a traveling event. Okay, okay. Yeah, but it's like one of those ones that people like they film it on YouTube and it's like they they have like legendary. That's why I said when you said legendary sets, I said boiler room. You did. You did. Yeah, but boiler room is has a lot of those legendary sets. Yeah. Like you will see people dancing in the background. Like you like it's so legendary for things that you wouldn't even realize. Not even just the DJ, but like people dancing. Like you'd be like, oh, that's that one dancer that was another one. You know, like you look you look for those type of things. At least I do. I mean, I'm weird like that. We did say I was an ROTC kid, so. Running through the fucking hallway with your backpack on the front of you with your arms up. We I, had a kid like that at my school. Shout out to bro. What was his name? Caesar. Yo, shout out to Caesar, bro. To. I don't know where he's at. <laughs> For real. I did used to carry my book bag in the front. You, I had a feeling, man. I really had a feeling. Um, I don't remember if I did it every day, but I know I like to do it that way. I was just doing it in the yeah. airport. Also, okay, so one more thing I wanted, okay, thing I wanted to ask you about. Uh, you told me you did a versus battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For It was a million dollars for the winner. Yeah, but see. That's, that's big. Okay, here's the thing. I'm honest, I didn't. I don't think Kinda, that was marketed properly because we didn't. Because even even aside from it being you, anybody, I didn't know. Like I don't know if it was marketed properly that versus gave DJs like a chance to win a million dollars. Yeah, like, I don't so, know about that. So first of all, it was Triller that made the offer. So Triller was making the offer for a million dollars for the uh, best DJ in this DJ competition. So they had to do like this this uh, I guess. Um, TikTok or no Triller thing and then win this and do that and whatever they made it to the finals the finals is where I was DJing but I was DJing for something completely different I was supposed to be DJing for Anthony Hamilton but after they told me to put up the flyer after they told me to 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 like make it known that I was going to be DJing they told me two days before that they're going to replace me with Jermaine Dupri I'm like damn JD why me why me but it ended up being a blessing in disguise because instead of me doing what I what I would have done, which was like go off and be like, how dare you like, compromise my brand? And but instead of doing all that, I just pretty much uh, sent it off to the homie. I said, hey, look, can you please say this in a nice way? Mm. It's like, y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> like, and then, yeah. was, then after that, he talked to them. They gave me a little, uh, like a, a section of like 
30 minutes because at first they were like, yeah, you can still stand on the stage, you can still be like backstage. And right, I'm just like, I'm not a prop, a million. bro. You can't win a million. No, it wasn't. It was either way. I wasn't gonna win yeah, no million, yeah, yeah. but it was just like, you know, I went from DJ when about to DJ to not about to DJ. So I'm like, damn, like that's crazy. I feel but it. it is what it is. You know, that's how the business goes. JD wanted to do it. They have a long term relationship. I said, go ahead, like do what you gotta do. But I was trying to figure out what I was supposed to do. I want to at least do a little sex. Mm. I didn't told. I didn't put it up there. My brand was at this point looking like I'm just a fraud because I didn't said I was about to DJ versus and I'm not gonna DJ versus. Yeah. So instead of doing that, I decided, you know what, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and and they they negotiated uh, for me to do like a 30 minute set, and so I did the 30 minute set for verses, and when I was doing that, um, there was these two DJs that came on right before me, they were doing the competition for the million dollars, that fucking million dollars. I, I'm so mad because I don't even know who won. If you look at social media, they would tell, like it will say, oh she should have won that because the other two DJs are da da da. Now, me personally, I'm not going to knock anybody for doing what they do. I don't know what the rules were. I don't know what was going on. But I do know what Twitter was saying. And Twitter was saying that I should have won the million dollars. So I'm wondering where this million dollars went to. Because if... if Who the if, hell got that million dollars, bro? If if majority if majority wins, and I don't know, if the if yeah. audience votes... You're, you're, okay, so you're also touching on... You're also touching on your brand as a DJ. How do you how do you look at that? Because like, okay, so as a, just a fan, right? I'm just like, I'm just a music fan. Um, you're hearing the sounds of Los Angeles in the background. But are we outside by the pool if you're yeah, listening what? to this? Um, like, okay, so a lot, like, as a fan, the DJs, we, like, mainstream DJs usually are either, like, already, they're known as an artist DJ or they're known as, like, a person that's actually not even a DJ. Like, that, like, like so you think about Khaled. Who's the biggest? Yeah. D- the biggest DJs. Well, he was a DJ. The big, you know, they he was they a were. DJ, so like yeah. the biggest DJs that are like the, the biggest ones now, they don't even DJ for real. I don't think. I might be tripping, but so yeah, how do you look at just DJs uh, and just like building a brand around that? You know what I'm saying? That you can do other things with. I mean, I feel like every DJ, it, like. every DJ has their own like niche that they'll they'll go fall into. Like, you know, you'll find your people and then you'll thrive in that. Um, I didn't even get to light this time. No, you take time to light that. But no, go ahead. But, um, yeah, like, people have their own brands, and they'll, like, figure out a way to do it. But me personally, I've realized that I brand my DJ and stuff around my art stuff and around everything that I do because me as a whole, I am these things. I do all these things, and I express myself through these things. So to fully understand me, you have to understand that I do all of this. So, like, when I put myself out there as a DJ, I say I DJ, I paint, and I do business consulting because I know how to market myself. Mm. So if you're gonna work with me, then you have to know that I know how to market myself. Like you need to really, know. Really, really, if you're an entrepreneur in this industry, you're really like 20 things. You're not. You're not just yeah, a DJ. You're like a marketing. Sure. A, you're like a fucking agent. You're your own yep. like book. Like uh, well, you do a lot of shit. Yeah, you gotta wear a lot of hats to, to do yeah. this. Yeah. Like I, I've been producing music, stuff like that. Like so, just overall, you know, taking that accountability and being like, yeah, I do these things, and this is who I am, and. When when that went down with verses, I was just like, yeah, like I, they know me from my from my truthfulness. So it's like now, if I tell them that I'm not DJing anymore, with no reasoning behind it, it's gonna seem like some wild shit. So and things end up working out. So shout out to them, and everything ended up being smooth. So yeah. I just me, wish I, I had that million dollars instead of whatever yeah, the fuck like, happened to it. This is like this is a business. Obviously, this is you know. This is a, you have to treat it. I got to be professional with it in some sense. But for me, like through like doing creative stuff, I really feel like I found myself in a different way. 
like I don't know. I feel like going growing up as a, okay, you like into high school, like you figure yourself out to a certain point, but then you kind of like figure out your like adult self. And I literally like I feel like I've done that through like my create like creative things. I don't know. Is that your experience? Yeah. No, I feel like I tapped into different parts of myself. Yeah. The more creative, like, because there's different things that you haven't tapped into in a long time, and then when you start creating, you're like, oh yeah. Yeah. And you have those revelations, and you kind of like, you just tap into a different part of yourself. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we touched on you want to do this Lexus commercial. You're doing gigs, consulting, you're painting. Like, what else? Like, what else do you feel like? What else do you want to do? Like, what do you? What do you where do you want to take this shit? Like, um, I honestly don't know. I'm taking it day by day because, like, I feel like I'm tapping into all the things at the same time. So, I, my quote always is: "This is something that I, I've." like kind of just live by now at this point is the cheat code to your life is your talent cheat code to your life is your talent so if you can figure out how to use it you can move through life regardless of what your talent is and people think that oh my talent gotta be this artsy shit or whatever like, you know what's nah. crazy I don't know what my talent is you can talk to people okay maybe what's your talent some people can't talk to people some people who literally can't hold a conversation like cannot do what you're doing right now that's just the reality of it. Like that's probably because of fucking social media. Everybody's fucking all weird now. Like we're all we're all like socially awkward now. I mean, much. we like, did have a that. year in the house. Even before the pandemic, but that definitely made it worse. But, but yeah. The Chico to your life is your talent. I like that. Yep. Yep. Um. Hell yeah. This is nice outside. It's nice out here. Um. That might be a fire spot to leave him at. Anything else you want to touch on? Um. We don't have a large amount of battery. We didn't. We couldn't plug our cameras in out here. I think we're like I don't, like 50 minutes in right now. I don't. Uh. I don't remember. We was gonna say something. Shout out to Bro for having us up here. Yeah. Shout out to Jay. Yeah, I forget. I know you've done a lot of cool stuff. We could talk about probably for hours to get into yeah, everything you Yeah, I thought we was going to say something else, but I've totally forgot. Should I check? Should I, I did write some stuff down. Should I look at it? Yeah, check it. What did I write I down? Let me see what I wrote down. I wrote some... Uh, what we got in here? Oh, oh no. But actually, I, I didn't want to touch on that. So yeah, I was right. actually going to start, start out with this, but I forgot to say that. Um, we met at something in Virginia at Sunny Moonshine. She went out there. She mm -hmm. had a show. Shout out, uh, Sunny. That's where we met. But so I did also want to touch on something in the water this year. You oh, yeah. did, you spun at the uh, the Grammy brunch, right? Out there. Oh no, I didn't spin at the Grammy brunch. That was Gabe that was spinning uh, at the Grammy brunch. But I was DJing right like in the panel right upstairs. The panel, my bad. The yeah, panel. I was yeah. on the panel right upstairs. Um and then I also DJed the R and B block party. Yeah, how was your experience at something in the water? Um oh, what do you was... think about the, the the evolution of of, the, of that of that festival? I think it's dope. I think that um, I liked I liked the way that, that things were. I didn't go to the first one, so the second one was kind of cool. You know, it did rain, but I did enjoy seeing mm -hmm. like my like my peoples on the stage. And Every time it was in Virginia, thing. it fucking rained the first day. Yeah, it was rained the second day um, this year. Second day, okay. Yeah, and um, you know, DJing the after the R and B block party was actually really really like. You know, it, we were there. It was kind of drizzling a little bit, but it was like an experience. Like you had folks in there like dancing in the rain, but then it like let up. DJ was DC chilling. was pushing that block party heavy. Mm -hmm. Come to the block party, the R&B shit. No, that shit was hard. I, I had a good time. <laughs> yeah. I had a good time. 
And then I DJ that. Then um, shout out um, Izzy was there too. So Izzy, Izzy DJ? was DJing the same day I was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just had a good experience. I didn't uh, have to do with all the walking and stuff. I was DJing in the same building, so I was running up and down the building. Like, that shit was intense. But, you know, you do what you gotta do. I was literally running, like, up, down the stairs. Yeah. Up, On Summer in the Water the too. Um, I think Chrissy had made this point. I, I, I agree with her. Like, I love what they're doing. Obviously, this shit, this shit is fire for the city. But I do feel like... Th- there could be more things like in between something in the waters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's I something think, in the yeah. water is the big thing. Then it's like throughout the year, there's other things going on, sponsored by them or like hosted I by think, them. But I think that, that can get the city involved and keep us people, involved and engaged. People gotta be the next wanting to be engaging too, like because mm. I've seen. I, I think might have cut you off. I think they want to engage. You see when he threw when uh, Pharrell threw the Mighty Dream for him, bro. Everybody yeah, was out yeah, there. Yeah, everybody was everybody out there. Everybody was out there. Everybody was out there. But, like, you know, I, I feel like if people want to engage and, like, from there you guys, like, put that shit together, like, they're not going to, people are not going to hop on to something until you got that shit right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's already things that are that are in motion that people just teamed up because they do the same shit. Instead of trying to make an individual name, collaborate. That's what I was saying earlier. If you find collaborate collaborations, partnerships, sponsorships, like. Bro, you know how I look at this shit now? Like, moving around a little bit and seeing a little more? pick all this up um <laughs> fucking yo you going crazy over there with the cigarettes um like i look at it as like this it's literally the same shit everywhere it's a scene everywhere right so we have a scene in the 757 and we have our people that are coming up we have people that are like key players that are like legends in our scene right it's like different eras already you see it so the only thing that's different is that is that in bigger cities, their key players are just bigger than our key players. But it's the same setup, it's the same scene, it's the same politics. It's like it literally it's all the same mechanisms. So if you can so that's why I like like you can really figure it out, figure out your formula in a smaller scene if you want to do it like that, and then just move somewhere else and you already like you can it's the same yeah, game plan. I, that's it's right, like that's literally what I said mean? earlier when I was like, if you know who you are, you know what you're doing. You can go anywhere and do that shit because there's other people that don't know what they're doing and where they at. Like, if if you doing that shit in Virginia and you going crazy in Virginia, you can go to LA and fucking finesse a partnership, a sponsorship, or a collaboration. Like you could you can do that. I don't nothing is yeah. saying that you can't. But also, we not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm, we, we, I'm trying to start it in the 757, man. We trying I'm not to do that saying, shit there. I'm not saying that you can't go back to it. Like, yeah. I'm I keep saying, this. bro. Even it, when you grab collaborations and partnerships, yeah. like, you can go to different cities and do the partnership and collaboration and bring that attention back home. Like, we, like, we, talk, we talk about in the car, like, I, like they say Virginia Beach was Miami before Miami. I feel like it's coming back to that. Like, everybody's going to be moving to the 757 to pursue art, to live life. It's going to be the place to be. I don't know. We're going to see, but. Yeah, we're going to see. I don't, doubt, I don't doubt it. I don't yeah. doubt it. Like, I don't Hell have yeah. no doubt. I'm just saying, don't limit yourself and just think that you have to just stay because something might go mm-hmm. down. Make okay. sure that you make the steps to yeah. make sure that it happens when you come back. Also, I think, yeah, okay, I, I agree. You know what also, I'm my saying? point is really just like, I don't think, like, uh, don't be overwhelmed. You ain't got to be overwhelmed by going to a bigger city because yeah, it, yeah, it's all yeah. the same shit. It's all the, the same. The day, it's all, but that's, like, that's the real thing. When people, when people realize that it's the same shit in the other city, like... You don't have to be overwhelmed by nothing. The person that's doing the shit that that got the opportunity to do that crazy video that you really fuck with is a normal ass person just like you. You sit next to them, right next to at, at the pool, you know, smoking a J. Like, yeah. 
It's the same ass person. They just had the opportunity to deal with somebody that got to a certain level, and that's what happened. They just did something that that got a little further than what you did. Right. That's all. That's I mean, that's that's pretty. They much They just that. did something that got more eyes on it. Yeah. That doesn't exactly. mean it's even. That doesn't even mean it's any better or worse than your thing. Yeah, exactly. It's just, they just happened they just to have more eyes have... on their thing at that time. Right. You know because they got like, put in the position to do so. Yeah. Hell yeah, I love it. Uh, anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to lead the people with? Um. Book her. Yeah. Oh, Follow in me on Instagram. Damn Zoom. Z U M. Okay. Do you have like a um, website or something people could like buy your paintings or anything like so that? So I do, I did. I'm gonna put it on my Instagram. So go ahead and follow my Instagram and then I'll be posting about it. I have a few paintings coming out and a few uh commission pieces that I'll be showcasing. So yeah, and then I have a Shopify that's gonna be on there. So Hell yeah. I'm looking at all the cameras like boom, boom. Bro, we have a super wide angle over there. The dog's been walking by. I hope you could hope it caught that. Um I'll probably yeah. look like I'm like this. This is so far. This is like a, this is my favorite location I've ever done a podcast. So appreciate you once again. Appreciate you for all the love you showing me out here. Yeah, no, I thought right. this was fire. This was a vibe. Um, hell yeah! So we just wrap it up. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Yeah, we're gonna see y'all soon. Peace. Bye. Hell yeah.